Yeah, this is your boy, Lita Johnson. We are here for another episode of Follow Leader Sports Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Follow Leader. And we're going to talk Villanova because Villanova is exciting right now to me in this 2021 cycle because I didn't expect Villanova football to be this, you know, uh, productive in what they're doing as far as Villanova football. Now, I know they offered Jordan Landato, who committed Temple, but they offered Ricky Ortega the same way, early. So, it's just really impressive. I want to talk a little bit about football. You know, we're going to go on basketball. I'm going to get everybody some, you know, a lot of um, insight on both recruiting, the point guards. It's, it's one thing I want to talk about as far as Villanova recruiting, just the guards. I mean, guard you is in full effect. When it comes to Villanova, guard you is here, and they're recruiting guards, and, and I see a lot of guards going in 2021. And, and, and unlike any other cycle in Villanova basketball and recruiting, this particular cycle, I mean, they're in good with everybody. So this is like honestly, to you know, I do the updates on you know Max Christie's uh, people, and um, you know, you look at. Langston Love and where, you know, you look at talk to coaches, talk to certain people around it. It's different from the 2020, I mean, the 2020, the 2019 classes. Everybody wasn't so, I mean, it's one thing to be, it's one thing to be in good spirits or, or in a good position with a recruit and then they fade off, but all these recruits could commit to Villanova. You talk about Trevor Keels, it's probably, but but really realistically, that's still Villanova's right in the thick of things. Just right now, it's leaning toward Virginia. I mean, they're right there though. I mean, if you want to really give give you on a scale of ten, where everything lies, Villanova, Keels would be a ten, right? But. Villanova's a nine. And this is realistic. It's not like Villanova can't get Kills commitment. It's just that they're not gonna for one, Kills is a he could be a point guard, he could be a shooting guard. So in that fact, you know, just because they're going after a point guard don't mean Kills couldn't commit to as a shooting guard. But one thing Villanova never does, and, and the more every recruiting class they do it is they're not gonna sit on a recruit. They're not going to sit and wait. And every year they get better and better at attacking recruits and then going to the next one. So, let's just start with the basketball real quick. We're going to start with the basketball on this point, and then we're going to go to football. Yeah, we're going to go back and forth. That's right. We're going to keep you all on the edge. But just know this. Um, this is a good battle. It's a good battle between Stevie Mitchell, Angelo Brizzy, and uh, – Russell Dickens. These are three good point guards. No matter who they get, they're getting a good point guard. That's the one thing about this class. Like, you have to be comfortable and solid with how Villanova develops players. If you if you know Villanova, they develop good players. They they develop them. I mean, you can be one type of player, and um. In high school, and then come to Villanova and be just totally something special. I mean, looking at, I think if you start start from Dante Divincenzo and Sadiq Bay being the lowest rated players in their class, and look at them now. Look at Colin Gillespie. 
they develop the hell out of players. I mean, it just make you think how Delaney and that Dylan Painter would have been. There's another guy who will be playing this year for Delaware, Dylan Painter. He transferred. He was a four-star recruit. Uh, Tim Delaney got into injuries. He was a three- to four-star recruit. Four-star in some in some uh, some uh, recruit, recruiting sites, and then three-star another, you know, two, four, seven, high three-star. Just you just wonder what those guys could have been like, you know, if they stay healthy. But let's go to football. Let's talk football. And Villanova football has made it clear, absolutely clear, this class that they are on offensive line. Three days in a row. I don't think you know FCS. If 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 college football don't want to acknowledge FCS, this I mean, but this was like Florida State or Penn State or something. Oh, three recruits in a row. This is three recruits in three days, and it's bigger because Villanova is making a climb. They're making a a, a climb up to be. A next level team. This year was a rising year. They got the right quarterback in Daniel Smith, and he's he's put the, uh, a university on a whole another plateau. You get two years, another year of fantastic football. It's going to be really something to see just how good he gets after a second year, and and chemistry with this team. It's just so exciting to see what he does. Daniel Smith. I, I call him all the time. I call him Dan the Man Smith. That's it. Dan the Man. Some people call him Danny Dimes. You got a lot of names for him. But Dan the Man Smith, is he can just do it all. 12 touchdowns, over 400 yards rushing, or 6 yards per, per attempt, you know, over 3,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions only. And I was just talking, to, you know, I was just, you know, debating with a um, – I had put up that, you know, Justin Covington is, that's my pick for the best. I mean, what he did before he went down to 8.1 yards per carry and 727 yards in six games. I have nothing but, I'm going to gamble on that all day for him to be the best player in the FCS. He was running like a madman. He was hungry. He was unstoppable. I mean, for it's one thing to rush 727 yards. Let's just put it like this. It's one thing to have 727 yards, but to rush for 8.1 yards per carry doing seven. He was virtually unstoppable. I mean, you're talking about just about a first down every play. This is 8.1 yards per attempt. It's not four. It's not five. Five is good. Four is, you know, is good enough. Four is, four is good. Four is always good. Four, four is good. It's just right there. Then you get to 4.5, and it's like, oh. Then you get to five, and it's like, hey. Then you get to six, and it's like, wow. Then you're talking about eight. So, you know, I, I was, you know, Trey, Trey Lance. The guy put Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the quarterback for North Dakota State, which to me is like the Alabama, the FCS. He had 28 touchdowns and no interceptions. He had 1,100 yards rushing with 14 touchdowns, 66% from the field he threw. Dan the Man Smith, 59% he threw, uh, over 3,500 yards. Excuse me, over 3,200 yards. Um, 153 rating. You're looking at this, and you're like, and he, and he rushed for 12 touchdowns on 84 attempts. When you know Trey Lance, he had all those yards. He had 14, you know, he had 14, uh, 
14 touchdowns. He has so much room to grow. When you look at 169 attempts. And you look at Dan, Dan the Man Smith. Dan the Man. See, he only had 84 attempts. All right? To get 12 touchdowns when he needed 100, and, 100 plus. 169 attempts to get 14. 6.5 yards worth for Trey Lance. 5.4 for Daniel Smith. But then you look at 396 attempts and 236 completions for Daniel Smith. Trey Lance had 192 completions of 287. Once again, it's a little different when you get more of a workload and you have to throw the ball more. As opposed to Trey Lance and have to rush his, he rushed more. He rushed more and got 12 touchdowns. He got 14 touchdowns. Whereas Daniel Smith didn't need as many rushes to get fourteen to get to his twelve touchdowns. Trey Lance had fourteen, Smith had twelve, but he just didn't need that much. I mean, as a as a quarterback, you're seeing him run, and you see Daniel Smith. He's he's a rushing quarterback, but he's also a quarterback that can win you games, and he's throwing for more yards. He's throwing more completions and pass attempts. So he's more battle ready right now. He he had a great time like like Trey Lance freshman. Daniel Smith has succeeded. You're talking about him being Trey Lance being the MVP. Now he has a ceiling to grow and you gotta look at that, but if he gets twenty for one, he didn't have more touchdowns thrown than Smith either. Even though he didn't have any interceptions, which is very impressive. So, he has to do a little bit more. My my point is, how can you say Trey Lance is over a guy like Justin Covington, who has been in the game and, and, and did what he did in a short, extensive time and dominated like he did. And during that time, Villanova wasn't losing any games. I'm just saying, like, teams should be scared. Now, let's go to the commitments. Want to talk about? Let's talk about Stephen Faltier. Listen, we're talking about a guy that's big, big guy, big guy, and you got to, I mean, if 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 you're looking at exactly what Villanova's looking at, I mean, he's a big boy, right? He's a big boy. And at 6'5", 285, um, you get you another tackle. He's athletic. He can push you. He's great technique. He has strong arms, strong hands. Like, he's really hard to get around. And with the development at Villanova, you're going to see a lot from him. You're going to see a whole lot of just how good of a player he can become. Because they're developing these offensive linemen real good. 65285, very athletic. And um UMass is also after him, another one of their rivals. You know, after this guy, uh they get another guy you can develop. You got guys like Billy Hambrook back there. You got guys like Wyatt Humble. You got Shaden Rollins. You got so many like this is a loaded room of, of, of talent. Matt Matt I mean Matt Mazza, you got so many guys. Michael Corby. Guys that walked on is looking good. Like, they have a real crowded room. I'm, I'm going to go to the scholarship players 
right now, which is crazy because these guys are, are real good. And you go to Michael Corbett, that's just a guy, that's the bonus when you can get a walk on and come on and do his thing. But, man, the guys that they got. And then you're talking about Ian Erickson. This is a guy who talked with him, loves Villanova. I'm not surprised. I was waiting for that commitment, you know. And then you talk about another guy out of nowhere. As soon as he gets the offer, some guys, you know, Nova's real smart with that. You know, when guys, they give the scholarships and they're one of those schools who give, you know, um, scholarships to guys who they really feel like is, they're good at doing that, giving their scholarship to that guy, and he commits. You know, they're good at doing that. Um, Eric Brockes, a guard. You get another guy. He's a mauler like like a Hamburg is, like Petrovic. They love these maulers, these guys that beat you up. And, and and you looking at I think it's it's great to say and it's you gotta realize that they're getting quarterbacks, they're getting offensive players, they're getting running backs, they gotta protect these guys and especially looking at guys like Ricky Ortega and Connor Watkins and the Quattro Ismail, you got good quarterbacks, you gotta protect these guys. Then you're looking at how effective you are when your run game is potent and you got a, a big running back room. Like Michael Washington is a number one running back target for twenty twenty one. He is the number one running back target for 2021. No question. All right, so that, that's one guy you're going to look at. Miles Cross came out with his top teams. This is another guy who can absolutely ball out. His top seven teams, um, he's a three-star receiver. You know, UMass is included. Buffalo is included in that. And Villanova is a, is a school that he likes. He's really high on. You ask me how sure is it? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle. But UMass is in there, and Buffalo is in there hard. Ohio is in there hard. So you gotta look at these schools. But Monmouth is another one. But Villanova could definitely get Miles Cross, and he's a playmaker. This guy is a playmaker. He he can make plays. He can flat out fly. Um, I'll be talking with him about his top seven. Y'all get that. Uh, Stevie Mitchell, basketball recruit. I'll be getting that. That's my guy. I had to keep up with him because he was a Temple recruit. I had been keeping up with Stevie Mitchell for a long time. I just been, you know, he's been telling me Nova's been looking, but, you know, I, I wanted to see what happens. I'm always looking at recruits to say Nova's looking and, you know, then something. I remember when I t talked to Sadiq Bay, you know, way back when, and that's before he got his, uh, he committed to NC State. And they was on campus, and his mom and them was on campus. You know, he was like, you know, we're here, and, you know, Villanova talking, but they're not talking about an offer, you know. So I try to wait to see what happens, you know. I thought at one time R.J. Davis was going to get an offer from Villanova. You know, I kept up, was keeping up with him, you know, because of who he played for, which is A.J. Griffin. He played with his boy. So I just thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. But, you know, Nova was still checking him out. And they was looking at him, but they didn't give him. They wasn't looking that hard. You know, it was kind of like a Donovan Edwards situation. I mean, Donovan Williams situation, excuse me. Um, but Villanova getting those three commits and then still having other, like, it's crazy right now. I just like the way it's rolling. You know, you get you, uh, you get Harley with you, you get Chance Harley with you. You get Harley, you get Sap, and now you get, Three offensive linemen, 
it's a real good thing to see. The, really, you're seeing where they're, where they're going here. You get you a good defensive back because one thing I feel like, you know, you look at Villanova basketball, you talk about guard you. I think this is DBU or FCS. They, they, if you look at who they get, they always have some talented defensive backs. Like, Villanova really brings in, I think out of all their positions where they recruit the best is the secondary. It is very good at the secondary. I'm talking about they got a transfer named Denzel Williams from Sacred Heart. He's going to be a stud. This guy can really ball. Like, he just didn't get his chances. You know, he had some little injuries, but he's going to ball. He's going to ball now. Like, Villanova uses, they don't just get people. They use them. So, this is going to be something to look at. It's going to be something to look at. All right? Um, I talked to Jason Henderson. Talk to him. He's a three-star linebacker. Real good player. I mean, a stud player. This is a, out of the recruits, I'm looking at, right? I feel like he's a guy that they need to definitely get. He's a tar- He's a top target. I asked him about Nova. He said what stands out about them is the campus itself and the area around it. He was excited about them. Um, Syracuse is where 247 is kind of pointing towards. And he always talking, he's talking now about the relationships that he's built with Syracuse. It looks like they're in, they're in a good place. He loves Temple, the Temple offer. So if, if I'm looking at it, I think it's between Syracuse and Temple right now. But he likes Villanova. I just think right now, t- talking in that conversation, not to say it's finished for Villanova, but he loves Syracuse, and he absolutely loves Temple. So this is going to be something. <laughs> it's going to be a battle. You know, Temple's in the Division One. I. I think that's the only thing that stops Villanova from beating out Syracuse or Temple because they're not in Division One. When you're in Division One, you get a little upper hand on stuff. UConn's another one he talked about, but see, UConn, we always battle them in recruiting. So. I think right now, if you're looking at some of the guys who, um, I'm going to give you a list before we roll out on football of guys to look out for. Uh, Monte Feats, big time talented um, defensive end who I like out of Virginia. Big time talented guy. Um, He named his top teams. And his top teams in no order was Villanova, James Madison, Appalachian State, Kent State, Ohio, Buffalo, Coastal Carolina, and Air Force. And that's big. That's big then because he's he's probably one of my favorite. Like, he's a big-time monster, too, like Jason Henderson. So, if I'm going to tell you this. If Villanova can somehow get Henderson in fits, that's a big, that's a big grab. They also offer Sam Hedrick. Um, people, some people recruit him as an offensive lineman. I mean, as a, as a defensive lineman. And some people recruit him as a tight end. You know, 6'4", 240. You know, first team all-conference. Um, big time, North Carolina prospect, big, uh, big time play. I, his athleticism is what stands out. And Villanova's recruiting him for a defensive end, defensive lineman. His athleticism, he can be, uh, you know, he could be a quality defensive. I, I like this offer because this guy can be good. And if you put him in there with Penny Packer, his athletic ability can really make him something. And then he'll, I could see him adding weight to like 250. You know, I, this guy has good talent, and I think Villanova's looking to just keep their defensive line. You got to look at also in this in this cycle, 
it's the it's the lineman. It's defensive lineman and offensive lineman. This is what they're doing. This is where they're going. This is that type of class. Last year, it was cornerbacks here and there. Then the year before, you, you had receivers. You know, receivers was tiling up. See, and you, and you know, Villanova always goes for running backs. They're always going to get one or two. You know, they, they got met last year. And I just think they're still going to go for Michael Washington. Is, he's important. He's very important. Jordan Adato is going. Michael Washington becomes the top target. The top target for Villanova. He was one of the early offers. Not getting Landato was a big hit. Tell if Villanova was in Division One, they would beat Temple out on, on a lot of bit. That they would beat Temple out real big on a lot of recruits that they lost out on, because they've lost a lot of recruits to Temple. Looking at Sam Hedrick, you get a big guy that's super athletic. You have to watch this guy play. He can. He can move past, he can move between the tackles, he can really stop the run. He'll be a good depth piece for this team, and I like the offer. We're looking at even more things with this 2021 class. Um, To keep you updated on more, because I got some things for y'all. We got basketball coming, and as soon as we come back off break, I will get to you more on um, basketball, and we'll finish up, and we'll head to basketball and let y'all know what's going on. But after when I come back from break, we'll, excuse me, we'll finish up on football. We'll hit the basketball on Follow the Leader. Step away from frozen, step away from frozen. And as the rhyme gets chosen, follow me, follow me, follow me. Not even a satellite. So keep staring. Soon as you suddenly see a star, you better follow with the sister. All this is a lesson if you get it. Yeah, we back, we back, we back, we back on follow the leader. Get into more football. This is a lot of football. We're gonna break down some news. We're going to get y'all updated. Listen, we're going to finish up here on football real soon. And we're going to get into basketball. But football's been too exciting. Like, real, like seriously? I'm a football, I'm a sports dude. And I've been waiting for Villanova football to get to this point, And they have not disappointed, and especially the recruiting battle. That's just my thing, you know. Drafts and, and recruiting. That is my thing. Big time. So let's go. They, Villanova also offered three-star center Will Jones, who was a big-time pro prospect and a guy that could be a leader of offensive line. Uh coaches talk real good about him. Um so that's Hedrick and that's Jones. And then you come and you look at Gus McGee who committed a guy that was a, a top prospect, a top target for Villanova. He committed to the rival JMU. Good athlete. He got a good one. Now Martin Lucas, running back. Now, see, this is where the recruiting gets real fun for me. Because Michael Washington, y'all see on my recruiting what I say about Michael Washington, but, you know, he's high on over. You'll see what's going on. 
with Michael Washington. But Martin Lucas getting his top ten. And you, you got Arizona State is real. Listen, he's this D1. Anytime D1 comes in there, you got to watch out. Delaware gave him an offer. Um, Elon, UMass. These are guys that, you know, Marshall's another, you know. But Arizona State being a D1 school could see him. It depends on the situation. It's not always the thing. Because people go to D1 schools and don't get the time and they, they get the they get the offer and they don't get what they want. But you got FCS schools that offer them more time. And no question, Martin Lucas knows that Villanova uses their running back. So if he goes to their running back room, 6'3", 240 by the way. This guy's a big bruiser. If he goes to their running back room, he's gonna get all he's gonna get the opportunity. Villanova uses their running backs. Next year you'll see D. Will Barley, T D A O Ajayi with Jalen Jackson and Justin Covington. I mean, that is crazy to have a running back room that deep. So if they somehow get Martin Lucas and Michael Washington, goodness gracious. That is a great haul, just like Tito T D. It might be even better because when you get a big guy like Martin Lucas who can really, really, it's like getting LeGarrette Blunt, And then you got Michael Watson who is super dynamic. Like this is a real good, I mean, if you're looking at, I think they haven't got a guy this good since Jalen Jackson. And Justin Covington is a good, I mean, I didn't think he was going to be as good as he, he is. I knew he would be good. I knew he'd be a thousand yard rusher, but man, he's dominating Justin Covington. But Jalen Jackson coming out of high school was something different. And Michael Washington's that special. And and there it is with the, the top 10 Villanova made it for Martin Lucas. Now, if we are looking at other guys and, and other prospects that I want y'all to know about, that Villanova has definitely, football has definitely went in for, um, Guys like Sammy Knight, guys like Elijah Spencer, you know, Elijah Spencer told me his top schools, he's open to all schools, but his top schools are Charlotte, Coastal Carolina, Kent State, and Nova. Elijah Spencer, another tall receiving playmaker, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina, Kent State, and Nova are there for the man, Elijah Spencer. You know who Elijah Spencer is? Google them, get used to them. Another, I mean, I know I say offensive line. It just seems like those are the guys that's committing. But also, Villanova is offering receivers out of the yin-yang. I mean, we talking about studs. Elijah Spencer is a three-star wide receiver. Tall three-star wide receiver. A burner. I mean, they just offering so many receivers. It kind of surprised me a little bit because it was like, I mean, how many they were offering? We're talking about tall playmakers, too. You know, beside Miles Cross is 6'1", but you got guys that Spencer 6'3", you know. A lot of guys are just looking for that. And I remember Miles Cross telling me that Nova was one of his top schools before he even released his top schools. Derek McDonald was another one who, you know, committed to Syracuse. Syracuse is another one that comes in, you know, gets those recruits along with Temple. 
know, they lost some guys. You'll see in my recruiting, you know, when I when I, when I do my thing, and y'all see the Villanova football recruiting when I release the article, y'all gonna see it. Y'all are gonna definitely see who the guys are, who's close, who's doing this, who's recruiting who the hardest. It's a lot of good. I mean, this is Ola Adams came out with like this class is loaded. It is. The offers they doing, <laughs> I mean, these are some good players. So now, let's fold over into basketball. And, and this is big because you got Stevie Mitchell, you got Russell Diggins, you got um, Angelo Brizzy. This is going to be something, you know, putting over once a point guard. You know, I talked with George, and, um, you know, we was talking a lot about Brian Antoine and, you know, um, where do you see him? Do you see him playing small forward? And his answer was simply, look, he's a combo guard. He's a guard. I'm pretty, I mean, it's, you know, and, like, I knew that, I know for sure that Jay Wright will play somebody at small forward, but they're not trying to move anybody up to small forward. They're trying to put a person at their natural position. If you look at how the roster is balanced out, I mean, everything fits perfect. Dada would be backed up by Dixon, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl Cole Swatter, uh, J- Jermaine Samuels, Brandon Slater, Antoine Moore, and then you got Gillespie and Daniels. It's per- Why would you mess up the rotation let, unless you just want so now this is sacrificing somebody. You're pushing Archie Diakono up when you know he'll get time next year when Gillespie is gone. You're pushing him up, and he's still going to get time this year. Archie Diakono is going to be a contributor to this team. They like him. He's going to contribute. But he's not getting the time y'all think he would get. He's going to get in the game. He's going to get more opportunities to score and be a playmaker and do some things. But, I mean, it, right now it's a deep squad. He won't get a chance to really come in there and do too much. As not, I ain't gonna say. Let me rephrase that. He won't be able to do as much as Caleb Daniels and Antoine, but he is gonna contribute. They like him. Wright's gonna use him. He's gonna come in as a sophomore, no question. His junior year is when everything's gonna be different. So these guys coming in next year don't be guaranteeing time. You gotta see if Antoine's gonna leave. Um, at at the best case scenario, you look at Moore and Gillespie. Being there with well, more, excuse me, more and Daniels being there, if Gillespie and Antoine leave, and then you got Archie Diakono. But regardless, if Antoine stays, okay, if he stays, Archie Diakono is still the backup point guard. Still the backup point guard. He's still gonna do his thing. Um, the most Antoine will stay is a junior. He won't be a senior. That's the most, and he's gone because if you look at it and you start looking at, okay, Gillespie leaves. And you got more, and you got um, you got more, and you got Antoine. They're all still there. Who's gonna start? It's gonna be Daniels. Is that what we're gonna see? We're gonna see Daniels and more, or we see Daniels and Antoine. Regardless, Antoine's out of here, and Daniels and Antoine's gonna get enough time to show his NBA talent next year with Villanova. That is definitely gonna happen. So you can see sophomore or junior season. And then if you're looking at, you give Antoine his light to play, he will definitely show and get the starting time. I'm just saying, this year he'll play. 
We don't know who's going to get it, but I think Antoine's going to be the starter at shooting guard. I'm, I'm sorry. Once he gets it going and running, it's going to be a smart decision. Then you're looking at if he doesn't start, he'll be a guy getting starter minutes. You know how Jay Wright does. He will get a chance to show his NBA talent. Then the next year when Gillespie is gone, they're going to use him even more. And then Antoine's really going to get some time. You know, because now you're looking at um, if you get Archie Diakono in there, he's not taking no time from Archie Diakono is a four year player. He's not taking no time from Antoine. Antoine is going to be able to show his ability as a prime time player. I just think he starts. He's just too good of a player. Once he gets on the floor and gets the ball, it's going to happen. Now you look at the point guards. Stevie Mitchell has already put Villanova in his top schools. Let's talk about the top seven schools that Stevie Mitchell has named. The top seven schools on Stevie Mitchell's field all include Stanford, Villanova, Georgia Tech, Temple, St. Joseph, Miami, Florida, and Marquette. Good schools. You ask me who do I right now? Temple, he said, started first. So Temple could definitely, they're in a great position. But see, if Villanova courts Stevie Mitchell, they're going to get Stevie. Right now, I think it's Temple. If you ask me who I think gets Stevie Mitchell, it's Temple. But if Villanova courts him, it's Stevie Mitchell. And you'll know it because Rasul Diggins is another guy who visited Villanova. He's another guy who visited Villanova recently. I'll be talking to Rasul. I just ain't got to, like, I got a lot, it's a lot, it's going to be done soon for VU Sports. Uh, Rasul Diggins had a virtual visit with him. Then you look at Angelo Brizzy, who they courted also, they, they, they went and visited him. So now you're looking at Stevie Mitchell, and it's like, what's going to happen? What is Nova going to do? But you see where Nova is in his top seven. It's a big offer, he's excited about it, but Temple started first. He likes Stanford's academic, but I think, look at Villanova. Stevie Mitchell been high on Villanova before the offer, if you want to know the real deal. He was waiting for Villanova to offer him. He, Temple, St. Joe, Villanova, it's great for him to see that his city loves him. And Villanova was the top dog. It's like the Duke of Pennsylvania in basketball. It's like the it's like the Duke of Pennsylvania as far as basketball. Like, seriously. Like, everybody who's a top person in PA waits for Nova to come recruit him. They can't wait for Nova to come recruit. No matter where they go, they want Nova. If you ain't got Nova, you ain't got the ticket. They're always a Pennsylvania player as one of the top schools. Since Cam Reddish, since Lonnie Walker, I don't care who you are. You want Nova on your top school if you're a PA. You might not even say Temple. You, you might not say St. Joe. You might not say Penn. You might not say LaSalle. You might say Drexel. You want Villanova. That's what you want because it's like, if Villanova don't want me, then what the heck am I doing in Pennsylvania right now? So no question, it's Stevie Mitchell. He's already let out his top seven, which lets me further know that yeah, he's looking at committing real soon. High score, averaging 22 a game. Um... I'm feeling real good about the point guard situation. I just feel like 
People say, well, who's the guy, first or second? No, it's whoever commits first. They all are four-star guards. They're big-time guards. It's whoever commits first. Villanova just putting themselves in the situation. For one, they're, 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 it's good they're offering the local prospects. I always say so many times how 2021 has good top Pennsylvania basketball prospects. And Villanova sees it. And Stevie Mitchell and Russell Diggins are two-point guards who – I mean, straight up, any one of these guards are good. I can't tell you. Now, you're talking about who likes them. All of them love it equally. All of them explode. All of them got hot. Diggins has been hot. Mitchell and Brizzy have just started getting real hot, and their recruiting is rising. But Diggins has been a top guy, almost a five-star from the start. So they get that, and they get two other guys. Any one of these guys get the ball filling over, they're going to impact. They're going to be all Big East type of players. I see that it's big, and it's something to look at. Now, Villanova football also offered a real good defensive lineman, Bryce Stanfield. This guy is something. <laughs> um, Bryce had 72 tackles in the junior season, 10-4 loss, six sacks, nine quarterback hits, two fumble recoveries, one interception, you know, and one stuff. I mean, he's a big-time player. Not to mention, I got to say, he had a 4.4 grade point average, 29 ACT average. 15-0, state champs, first team, all-region defensive lineman. This was a very, very, very good pickup, a good offer. Huge offer for Stanfield to get it from Nova. You know, they're looking to really push the envelope and stack their line because when everything was starting out, you know, when they – um. You know, three years ago, the line didn't look like this. Now they're talented. They got a lot of talent on this line from the Jay Greens and the Aiden Howards and the, you know, Malik Fishers now. I mean, you know, Owen Thomas is down there. I mean, there's a lot of good talent on this defensive line. C.J. Presley, uh, Jared. I mean, there's a lot of good talent now. They were trying to keep it that way. Once you start winning, you start duplicating your formula. Okay, what did I have when I won? Or when we was nine and four? What did I have? And he sees it. And and Mark Ferranti and that staff is doing a great job. Um, looking at Villanova as a basketball team, Trey Patterson commits June 18th. Okay, of course Villanova is one of his top teams. They talk about Indiana. I remember Arkansas offered them too. No, it's going to be Villanova. That's just it. He's been my lock for a long time. He's been my lock before he even got an offer. Villanova has constantly... Recruit him. I I said at the top of the year, before this, not the top of the year, it's around the top of the year. I said, yo, Nana Njoku and Trey Patterson will be the first two to commit. And now you you, you want to ask me who I think is next? Who I think is next? Hmm. That's a hard one. But, because after the first two, everything was such a toss up. But, who I think they're prioritizing, it's Max Christie. It's definitely Max. They want Max to commit right now. Langston Love is your underground guy. What I mean by that is then Njoku was your underground guy. You didn't really know what was going on with Njoku or, or Trey Patterson's recruitment for a minute. But, you know, you got to go, you got to dig deep if you want to really get to them. I mean, you can't just be talking to them. You got to go people around them, you know, people... You know, for people, coaches, uh, you got to go around people. You got to listen to the to, to the wave, which I call it. You know, it's always talks and whispers about recruits, and you got to find that wave, find out where their plug is, and boom, there it is. Langston Love, and this is a gut. This is a gut. 
what's not a good is how high he is on Villanova and how much they're prioritizing him. Just like they're prioritizing Max Christie. Just like they were prioritizing Trevor Kills. Those are the three priorities right now. Kills, Christie. Kills, Christie, and Love. But right now, Kills is the Virginia lane. But they're still on him. Are prioritizing him. And Langston Love, I feel like, could be the next commit. I really feel like out of all the commits, we'll see what happens. Because he wants to go ahead and play his senior season. Langston Love plays for Mount Verde. Um, very talented program. Maybe he's looking for other offers to come. Um, we'll see what possible Max Christie does there. But right now, Philadelphia's doing such a good job of prioritizing him that whoever comes at Love's way, we're going to see what happens. But whoever comes Love's way, Villanova is a high priority. And Love knows, you know, you go to Kentucky, we'll see what happens. You know how Kentucky does you. Some recruits don't get the same treatment as other recruits. And you don't want to get stuck in the shuffle. So if you do stay some some years, you better go to Villanova. They still put you in the NBA no matter what. So that's real big there. I think Love commits next. I think Christie will be a battle all out, you know, a little battle for a minute between him and, you know, Duke. And when it's Duke against Villanova, it's never a short battle. It's always a, a long little battle there. So I think Love could really commit. You know, Stevie Mitchell is seeing his uh, recruiting rise, and so is Diggins, and Brizzy wants to sit there. I think Love and the way they recruited him and where he's going. And, and you look at where he's like, look where I'm at, and I'm not getting this, I'm not getting that. You know what? And Villanova's recruiting him hard, so them was a priority. And it's still not saying that Max Christie's not going to wait, because Max Christie, you just look at the situation at Duke, and you say, do I want to go there? Not to say that they're a bad school. No, they're not. They're a great school. But how crowded of a team will I be on? And then Christie's top 15. So we'll see how that's promised or whatever. We'll just see what happens. Duke is in a great position. So with Gristy and, and Love, I think those are the two guys you need to look at. You want to know who to look at? Those are the two guys at the Patterson. Christian Love. The Kills thing is coming, to, but it just seems like Kills is all Virginia. It just don't seem like that, that Nova is in there right now. I, I just don't see that. I mean, I don't see them getting a the commitment from him. They're close, but Virginia just has the upper hand. And so right now, it's just looking. And don't forget about Jordan Longino. He's still there. Another PA guy, an elite PA, an elite guard out of PA. But they, I think if they don't get Langston Love, it's all on Gino. It's all on Gino. So um, this three-point guard battle is going to be down to the wire. We'll see what happens. It's really going to be interesting to see who commits first. I'm all in it. Who going to commit first? It's going to be Love. I mean, excuse me. Is it going to be Brizzy? Is it going to be Mitchell? Diggins, right now we have is no idea to who's close to committing right now. It's no idea on that one. So listen, y'all, I'm out.
It was good to talk to y'all about the recruiting, what's going on with Villanova, Villanova. Sadiq Bay, as I thought, is going to the NBA. Uh, anytime you're top 15, you'd be crazy not to go there. You know, he got his agent. He's going to be there. Another Villanova representative, two and done. Look at that. Dante DiVincenzo, or they might not want to call him a two-and-done because he red-shirted. Look, you played two years in college. You're two-and-done. Stop it. If they if they classified you as, if you got a red shirt and became, you're, you're two-and-done. You didn't, you're red-shirted a year. That means you're not a, you're not, he's not, like they say, Spellman. He's not actually a one-and-done. In his case, is different. He was academically ineligible. He could not play basketball because they said it. Not because he chose to, so he was able to get a red shirt. So I just think that's stupid. But um, I'm out of here, y'all. Lita Johnson, this is your boy, Lita Johnson. Good talking with Nova Nation. Good to let y'all know some things. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, Lita Johnson. I'm out of here, y'all. Follow Lita. Take away the pain, but make the brain rebel my name. Here's a lesson if you're guessing and following, because we heard you step right up and keep following.